Welcome to the Regenerative Podcast. In the coming few episodes, we will be discussing three key elements that are essential to understanding and implementing a regenerative lifestyle. In this episode, we will be discussing the power of mindset shifts and how they can help us to overcome challenges, achieve our goals, and live more regenerative lifestyles. Let's take a closer look at what mindsets are and why they are important. Then we'll move on to explaining what a mindset of inner being is and why it is so crucial for regeneration, especially when compared to a mindset of separation. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. So what is a mindset? We have a few interesting definitions of what a mindset is. The first is by Carol Dweck in 2016, where she says that a mindset refers to the beliefs or cognitive frameworks that individuals have regarding their abilities, potential, and the causes of success and failure. Another one by Blackwell et al. from the year 2007 is, a mindset is a set of core beliefs that shape how people interpret and respond to the world around them. Then we have Mongols uh, et al. in 2019 who said that a mindset is a mental state that determines a person's response to situations and challenges. And another one by McFadden from the year 2018. Mindset is a set of attitudes and beliefs that shape an individual's perception interpretation and response to experience. Then we have Jäger et al. again in 2019, who said that a mindset is a psychological construct that encompasses a set of beliefs, attitudes, and assumptions about the self and the world. Haslund said in the year 2019, a mindset is a cognitive structure that influences the way individuals perceive and respond to information and experiences. And finally, another one of our favorite definitions is by Linenbrink Garcia et al. from 2018. And here they say, mindset is a collection of beliefs, attitudes, and values that shape individuals' behavior and decision-making processes. So with all those definitions, essentially a mindset defines who we are and how we react. But why are mindsets so important? That's a great question. Because a shift in mindsets is important to implement ideas and change because our beliefs and attitudes shape our actions and behaviors. If we are resistant to change or unwilling to consider um, new ideas, it can be challenging to implement innovative solutions or make significant progress towards achieving our goals. Yeah, a mindset shift involves challenging our existing beliefs and assumptions and opening ourselves up to new perspectives and ideas. By doing so, we become more receptive to change and more willing to consider alternative approaches. This in turn can lead to more effective problem solving, greater innovation, and a higher likelihood of success. 
Moreover, a mind mindset shift can help to overcome psychological barriers that can sometimes impede progress. For example, fear of failure or self-doubt or negative self-talk can all be significant obstacles to implant, implementing new ideas or making changes. But by adopting, for example, a growth mindset, so different mindset, this emphasizes learning, resilience, and adaptability. So by using a different mindset, we can overcome such barriers and approach challenges with a more positive and proactive mindset. Mm. And ultimately, a mindset shift is essential to implement ideas and change because it enables us to approach problems with a more open and creative mindset, overcome psychological barriers and make progress towards achieving our goals. Yeah, by adopting a growth mindset and being open to new ideas and perspectives, we can be more effective leaders, problem solvers, and agent of change. So now that we understand why a mindset is so important in general when you want to change or improve, let's see why a mindset is, is especially important for our regeneration. Why is it important in this context? So a shift in mindset here is crucial to overcome climate change, for instance, and implement a regenerative way of life because it requires a fundamental change in the way we think about our relationship with the environment. The problems that are being tackled by regeneration, such as climate change, are complex and multifaceted problems, and they require us to think beyond just our own immediate needs, and they also require us to consider the long-term consequences of our actions. And our current mindset which is often focused on economic growth and individualism, has led to the overuse of resources and the degradation of natural ecosystems. To address climate change, we need to adapt a more holistic approach that recognizes the interconnectedness of all living beings and the need for sustainable practices. Yeah, and, and such shift in mindset would involve recognizing that our actions have a significant impact on the planet and that we have a responsibility to act in a way that promotes environmental and other forms of sustainability. So this also involves understanding that climate change is not just an environmental problem, but also inherently a social and economic issue that does require collective action and collaboration. And in the end, a shift in mindset is essential to overcome climate change because it enables us to see the problem in a new light and to develop innovative solutions that address the root causes of the problem. Without this shifting in thinking, we may continue to operate within a system that perpetuates unsustainable practices, leading to further environmental degradation and long-term consequence for future generations. So now that we know what mindsets are and what's, why they are so important and crucial, let's take a look at two very important mindsets that are essential to understanding why a regenerative lifestyle is important. The first is a mindset of separation. So Joschka, what is this? 
Yeah, the narrative of separation is a term used to describe a worldview or cultural story that is based on the assumption that humans are fundamentally separate from and in opposition to the natural world. Yeah, this narrative is characterized by belief in a superiority of human beings over other species and ecosystems. And the idea that the natural world exists primarily to serve human needs and desires. And that's a big problem. Exactly, because from a scientific perspective, the narrative of separation can be seen as a product of cultural evolution shaped by historical and social context in which it arises. It's primarily a belief system that is reinforced through cultural norms, institutions, and practices. And this is often then gets reflected in political, economic, and environmental policies. And there was also a lot of research in different fields like environmental psychology, social psychology, and uh, sociology uh, that has shown that narrative of separation can have significant negative impact on individuals and societies. Yes, it leads to feelings of disconnection and powerlessness. So it can also contribute to environmental degradation and social inequality as prioritize human interests over those of other species and ecosystems that we are part of in the end. And there are some examples and effects of a separative mindset that include environmental degradation. So it's the narrative of separation often leads to an explosive relationship between humans and the natural world, where natural resources are seen as commodities to be extracted and exploited for human benefit. And this can result in environmental degradation such as deforestation, pollution, and climate change in the end. Another good example is social inequality. So a narration uh, or a narrative of separation also tends to prioritize the interests of humans over those of other species and ecosystems. And this can contribute to social inequality. For example, low-income communities and communities of color are often disproportionately impacted by environmental pollution and climate change. Yeah, and another effect is that it can lead to feelings of disconnection and alienation. So as individuals may feel that they are separate from and in opposition to the natural world. And this can contribute to mental health issues such as anxiety and even depression. Exactly. And, and another one, which is a lack of empathy, is, is again very similar. So this, this narrative can also result in a lack of empathy or concern for other living beings because they are seen as inferior or subordinate, not as important to human interests. And this can contribute to a lack of concern for animal welfare, mistreatment of animals, and, and even the environment, as we've seen. Yeah, and it has a huge impact on the biggest system. So it can lead to ineffective policies that prioritize short-term economic gain over long-term ecological sustainability. 
and this results in policies that are exacerbate environmental problems and contribute to social inequality in the end um by really showing tremendous problems that are all connected with each other exactly so this this narrative of separation of disassociating yourself from your environment can have very bad effects but let us look at the mindset that is the polar opposites of this mindset of separation or narrative separation and this is the narrative or mindset of interbeing yeah there's a term used to describe a worldview totally opposite uh so it's cultural story it's based on the understanding of all living beings and ecological systems that are interconnected and interdependent so this narrative really emphasized the fundamental unity and interdependence of all life and recognized the value and inherent worth of all living beings including humans animals and ecosystems so it's really like looking at all the different parts that are connected with each other exactly and and this is even back to you know from a scientific um perspective this narrative is, is reported by research in fields such as ecology systems theory and even quantum physics and all of these show that living beings and ecological systems are complex and interconnected networks that are constantly evolving and adapting to changing conditions so there's sort of a dialogue going on and, and they both influence each other and they're both dependent on each other. Yeah. And it it really emphasized the importance of uh, cultivating a deep sense of connection and empathy with the natural world and promotes a more holistic and ecologically sustainable approach to human society. It really emphasized the importance of social and also environmental justice and by recognizing that all living beings have an equal right to thrive and flourish and that human well-being is inseparable from the health and well-being of the natural world. Absolutely. And you know, research has shown that such a narrative of interbeing, of interconnectedness, of empathy can have positive impacts on both individuals and societies that they can promote a sense of belonging, connectedness, and well-being, as well as promotes ecological, sustainable, and social justice. Let's look at some examples that show the effects in the end. Like one is that promotes a more holistic and ecologically sustainable approach to human society by recognizing the interconnectedness and interdependenceness interdependence of all living beings and ecological systems this can lead to more sustainable practices and policies such as renewable energy sustainable agriculture and ecosystem conservation right and uh, another example is social and environmental justice so a narrative of interbeing that recognizes all living beings and that all living beings have an equal right to thrive and flourish, and that our human well-being is inseparable from health and well-being of the natural world, 
And this, of course, will lead to policies and practices that promote social and environmental justice, such as equitable access to resources or protection of vulnerable communities. And it also focuses on the importance of cultivating a deep sense of connection and empathy with the natural world by promoting a sense of belonging, connectedness, and well-being. And this can really lead to greater individual and collective well-being, as well as greater sense of purpose and meaning in life. Another interesting example was collaborative problem solving. So this narrative recognizes the complexity and the interconnectedness of ecological and social systems. And this narrative can really promote a collaborative approach to problem solving. And this, of course, will lead to more effective solutions to complex social and environmental problems, as well as greater cooperation and collaboration among a diverse range of stakeholders. Yeah. And the last one that's also really interesting is that it promotes personal and spiritual growth. So it's as individuals develop a deeper sense of connection and purpose in life, this can lead to greater resilience, creativity, and well-being, as well as greater sense of responsibility and stewardship for the natural world. And that's amazing. It really is. So we see how starkly contrasted these two mindsets are. And now that we know the, the two opposite ends of the pole, we have the mindset of separation, the mindset of interbeing. And the question is, how do we shift? How do we move from a separative mindset to a mindset of interbeing? How do we move from a narrative of separation to a narrative of interbeing? It is a gradual process that requires a combination of personal reflection, education, and action. And we look at some of the steps a bit more in detail that can really that we can take to begin this complex process of shifting the mindset. So one of the steps that we as individuals can take is to cultivate mindfulness. So there are many practices of, of mindfulness, such as meditation or mindfulness-based stress reduction. And these can help individuals to become more aware of their own thoughts and your own emotions. And it can also help you develop a greater sense of presence and connection with the natural world. Another important step is to learn about ecology and systems theory so that really individuals understand the interdependent nature of ecological and social systems and appreciate the complexity and interconnectedness of all living beings by that. Absolutely. And this, this learning about this interconnectedness leads automatically or, or necessitates uh, another tip that we, another step, which is to develop empathy and compassion. So developing empathy and compassion for other living beings can help us as individuals uh, shift from a mindset of separation where you're concerned just with your own well-being and where you're disregarding um, others' well-being to a mindset of interbeing. By developing this, this empathy and compassion, you can uh, you will be able to, to understand and to view on a broader scale. And 
so an exercise to develop empathy and compassion, you know, these can be practices of gratitude, of kindness and self-reflection. Yeah, and one of the key steps is to take action. Of so course. really to do something that shows the world and yourself that you change something. So this could be really involve actions to reduce your own carbon footprint to support local and sustainable agriculture to advocate advocate for social and environmental justice in the end so really to show you are embodying the narrative of interbeing in your daily life and not just you yourself but also of course, with your friends and family, or more broadly, is uh, the final step is to engage with your community. So engaging with like-minded individuals and even communities can provide support and encouragement for, for individuals uh, when you're seeking to shift your mindset from separation to interbeing, being part of a community where this is the norm, where people know and have taken these steps and can teach about the pitfalls and can motivate you joining such a community engaging with such people can be very helpful and and this involves of course joining community groups but it can also mean attending a workshop or attending a retreat or, or engaging in collaborative problem solving with others and when we look at the regenerable movement that we are starting how does it connect with all those steps how do we want to uh, to really support people by taking those steps? Let's really look at them and see the connection. Like the first one, cultivate a mindfulness. For us, it's uh, one thing to create transparency, really about your current status with an assessment, and then to become more aware about your actions by doing experiments and reflecting on them regularly. So that really helps you to cultivate a mindless, mindfulness in your life by coming more where, where I am right now and where do I want to move and what holds me back in the end and where am I also like progressing already? Absolutely, yeah. And, and another step that we encourage or where we try to address these these points is by um, supporting and encouraging you to learn about ecology as well as systems theory. So it's important, as Joschka and I said before, that um, this mindset of interbeing involves not just ourselves, but crucially also our environments, other species, other humans, and learning about how we interact in such a system, how we work together. And uh, there are many ways to learn about it. One is, of course, through podcasts and YouTube videos. We will be going into this subject um, in a much more in-depth way, especially covering how you can shift your mindset, how you can cultivate these qualities and these ways of thinking and mental models um, into more detail in, in following episodes, especially pertaining to specific areas of life such as your love life or your personal health etc um, another way to learn about uh, ecology and system theory 
is to create a content library. So not just watch content, but also collect valuable knowledge and share it with your community, with your friends or like-minded individuals. But the best way to learn is to learn by doing. So by doing small experiments by yourself and, and learning from these experiments. And this might sound like a big step to do experiments in regenerative lifestyle, but we have something uh, cooking in our factory that we'll be releasing soon where you can start doing experiments learn about yourself as you said you know cultivate a mindfulness do a bit of an assessment and then also see how you can move on how you can take small steps and conquer it yeah and another important thing is to look at your life in a more holistic way because that results in feeling more connected to yourself and the people the world around you mm -hmm. and by that you begin to care more for your environment in the end and that helps you to develop empathy and compassion so it really kind of a base you see i'm part of something bigger mm -hmm. and by that i also want to take care with my actions to help to support the bigger system i'm part of I want to do stuff that is strengthen, strengthening myself and is always contributing to the bigger picture in the end, the system. Absolutely. And you also mentioned the next point, which was taking action. So again, uh, the best way to take action is not to lay out a grand plan and try to change everything in one day, but to take small steps and consistently work on it and to also be flexible about which steps make sense for you personally, which steps might make less sense, which steps will ensure that you have the most positive impact on yourself and the environment. So again, for this, we are cooking up some regenerative experiments where you can build up new habits that have a strong positive impact with minimum input. And last but not least, it's about engaging with other people, with a community, with uh, people that are um, committed to go into the same direction and that you can be in contact and that you can support each other on your journey, really, and interact so that you can really um, support each other on the way to become more regenerative and that you don't have the feeling I'm the only one I have to do it on my own. No, you always get feedback from the community, uh, especially in cases where you feel like, oh, it's too much. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't see any purpose in it. That are kind of the, the moments where you need appreciation where you need really people Support, that are right? showing you you're going to the right direction it's just you're struggling and everybody's struggling but just keep on going and that are kind of the steps that we want to do as a with the regenerable movement in the future and we'll keep you updated step by step when we are um moving forward and already having something out for you so that you can 
really connect and try out those tools. And hopefully they will be of value for you in the end. That's what we want to do. And we want to end this episode with looking from that perspective, how would it look like if we are able to really get it done, really shift our mindset? Or how does it look like when we are totally failing with that? And for that, we thought of a small story to make it a bit more visual in the end. And let's just dive in and see how it is. So in the year 2050, I found myself living in a dystopian world. I lived in a large sprawling city that was surrounded by concrete and steel. Every morning I woke up feeling stressed and anxious, rushing to get ready for work. As I drove to work in my self-driving car, I felt disconnected from my surroundings, barely noticing the polluted, uh, the polluted air, the barren landscape, and the lack of wildlife. I arrived at my office building, which was one of the many towering skyscrapers that dominated the city skyline. Inside the building, I sat at my desk for hours staring at a computer screen and feeling increasingly disconnected from my colleagues and my work. I felt no sense of purpose or meaning in my job and the constant noise and artificial lightning left me feeling drained and exhausted. During lunchtime, I grabbed my quick meal from a fast food restaurant and ate it alone at my desk. I felt no connection to the food I was eating, which was produced using artificial ingredients and shipped from distant factories. After work, I went to a gym to exercise, but even there, I felt no sense of connection to my body or the natural world. The gym was filled with machines and artificial lightning and the exercise routine felt like a core rather than a source of joy or vitality. Finally, I returned to my apartment, which was located in a high-rise building that offered little connection to the natural world. I ate another processed meal, watched television, and went to bed, feeling exhausted and disconnected from the world around me. As I drifted off to sleep, I felt a deep sense of unease, knowing that something was missing from my life. Despite the advances of technology and science, I realized that I was still living in a world that was disconnected and sterile, lacking the richness and vitality of the natural world. My failure to implement a shift in my mindset that left me to a life that was devoid of meaning and purpose. And I felt trapped in a world that was slowly slipping into dystopia. What's up, everybody? It's 2050, and today I woke up feeling connected and alive. I opened my window and breathed in 
fresh, clean air, listening to the birds chirping in the morning sun. I ate a breakfast of locally sourced organic food, feeling grateful for the abundance of nature that surrounded me. And as I walked to work, I felt, again, this deep sense of connection to the world around me. The streets were lined with trees and flowers, and I saw bees buzzing from flower to flower, pollinating plants and making the whole street come alive with nature. I arrived at my office, which was a sustainable and, and eco-friendly building that was actually made from recycled materials and powered entirely by renewable energy. Inside this office, I worked with a group of colleagues who shared my passion for sustainability and ecological responsibility. Together, we tackled complex problems and worked to find innovative solutions that benefited not just the people, but the planet. We all feel a very deep sense of purpose and meaning in our work, knowing that together we were all contributing to a better world, an even better world. Come lunchtime, we, we went out uh, for a great meal of a locally grown organic food, and we talked and laughed, sharing stories and ideas. And I felt a deep sense of connections to my friends and to the food that we were eating, knowing that it had been grown with care and respect for the environment, grown locally and organically so that I could enjoy my food and nature could enjoy itself. After work, I went to a nearby park to exercise, feeling again a deep connection to my body and the natural world. I ran and I stretched, feeling the evening sun rain down on my skin, the wind in my hair, the beautiful scents of flowers, the sound of all the bees. It was wonderful. The park was filled with people of all ages, playing, laughing, taking their pets for a run, and enjoying the natural beauty that was all around them. Finally, I, I returned to my apartment, which was a small, cozy space, but filled with a lot of natural sunlight and fresh air. I again cooked a meal of locally sourced food, which was one of my favorites, and ate it with my partner. And together, we were just sitting, enjoying the evening sun, enjoying the fresh air, the people around us, our friends, our family, and just feeling grateful for the abundance of nature and people and meaningful connections to our world because we felt like we had everything. As I drifted off to sleep, I felt a deep sense of peace and contentment, knowing that I was living in a world that was connected and harmonious. I knew that the future was bright, that we could tackle any problem and that together we could create a world that was sustainable, just, and beautiful forever. Yeah, with those stories, <laughs> the end of the podcast and we want to thank you for listening to our podcast episode on mindset shifts and we hope to that you found our discussion informative and insightful that wasn't you inspired to make positive changes in your own life remember by adopting good habits and systems we can create a brighter future for ourselves our communities and the world around us and if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. You can find us on social media or just send us an email. Thank you again for listening and stay tuned for our further episodes where we'll be going deeper into what these mindsets are, how we can shift. And I hope that from this overview, you're interested enough to give us a like and a subscription. And I hope that you're all tuned for our next episodes on the next 
most important aspect of changing the world habits and systems see ya bye